Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be celebrating the holidays with Christmas lemmings. Yeah, sounds good, man. The many, now, many be versions. Before we uh, dive into the show, uh, I do want to bring up the point that this it was not supposed to happen this way. It was not supposed to be this no. way. We've been planning uh, for a long time to be together at Christmas. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Mother Nature has conspired against us uh, today. Uh, starting late last night, the wind, the cold, the ice, and the snow all moved in at once. And they said, we ain't leaving, brother. Uh, current temperatures uh, outside uh, Amigo Studios right now, two degrees. Two degrees. That is something like minus 18 Celsius for those of you that use that weird system. Uh, it is cold and the roads are treacherous. Mm. So I was unable to leave my house. I'm sorry, Aaron. It's the polar vortex, man. It's not your fault. I'm not sure I could pry the door open on the studio, brother, because we had a layer of rain that it fr it flash froze. Uh, and so everything outside is like a glassy surface. I'm happy we've got power and internet boat, given our usual uh, issues in that department. It's a Christmas miracle, brother. But we're it still going to, we're going to bring the mirth. We're going to bring the joy, the joy of the season. Uh, we're, we're sending the good vibes across the hurricane to Culloden where boat lives. We're going to have a good time, boat. That's right. And we're going to start the good time with a little Christmas package here. Oh, man. What kind of package? So, this is a Christmas package. Oh, man. Okay. So this is a card. Check this out. Merry Christmas, Amigos. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah. Man, nice like big card. <laughs> it does. Uh, this was, uh, it says on the inside, it says to John, Aaron, and Brent, Cheers to another year of retro excellence. Merry Christmas Ooh. to you, your families, and all the Amigos retro gaming viewers from Duncan. Thank oh, you, Duncan. Oh, that is so nice. Thanks to Dunk. You know, the Dunk, he's got his hands in so many pies, Boat. It's unbelievable. He, he, and look at this. Look at this. He even put up the, the logo for the uh, for the sadly departed Amigos TV. One day it will come back. I've been looking through those uh, 30,000 hour reels of that. There's some mm -hmm. good stuff in there, Boat, that I'm going to be yeah. I'm going to be scavenging some of it. But Ooh. Dunk, Dunk does, he, of course, he's done a ton of stuff for us over the years. He's also uh, the big time producer over on This Week in Retro Boat. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's he's a uh, he's in demand, brother. We thank you, Doug. That's an awesome card. We'll be hanging that up. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron, uh, I know that we're going to have some uh, letters to Father Amiga Christmas at the end of, of the show this week. So we're going to forego our usual banter and jump right into this week's Amiga news. And I tell you what, Santa came early because this week's Amiga news is heavy, heavy with news. Bumper crop. Here we go. <laughs> Yeah, Gamble Train, brother. The Gamble That's Train was right. a lot heavier. That was a more uh, heavily featured item back in the day. As I sifted through these old Christmas shows, the Gamble Train came up again and again, and I had to have the phone <laughs> like this right on. <laughs> what the stories were. <laughs> Sorry, people love that. Oh yeah, that's what says professional, <laughs> like being completely blind. <laughs> well, Aaron, I tell you what, if you're a fan of physical uh, copies of Amiga games, you are in luck. This is the year to be around because 2022 has brought a smorgasbord of physical releases to the Amiga. And there is a video uh, up from a famous YouTuber, Modern Vintage Gamer, yeah. uh, that details all of these new releases. He talks about uh, Devil's Temple which is this absolutely amazing looking uh, kung fu homage? It I started out as a straight that last night. It's yeah, real. It's, it's really good. It started off, I believe, as just a straight port of kung fu, <laughs> and then he sort of made it his own, and he made it a million times better. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've purchased this uh, in advance of uh, us playing this on the show because yeah, there, it was on sale and I had to jump on it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, to opening that up and uh, giving that a play on the show. There's also, of course, Bomb Jack Beer Edition comes in a nice boxed edition. This is as timely as today's headlines because uh, next week uh, we are going to be recording our Sinclair where we're talking about the uh, the ZX Spectrum port of Bomb Jack. Beer Edition, though, has to be uh, the uh, 
the best home computer rendition of Bomb Jack that's ever been created, don't you think? Oh, yeah, it was quite good. Quite good. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, he talks about um, the, uh, what is this third one? Rygar. Rygar. this boat. I was never the world's biggest fan of Rygar because yeah. it's incredibly hard. Uh, but you can't deny that it is an excellent port. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there. I know our buddy Rushi, he is all about the physical uh, the physical versions of the games, and he's not alone. So if you're the kind of person that wants to put boxes on your shelf and admire the packaging, feel the feelies, then uh, this is a great time to be alive. You know, I uh, I played some Rygar on my uh, arcade stream a couple weeks ago, and uh, it was the Amiga version I played on the arcade machine. It's the best I've ever done at Rygar. I mm. mean, the arcade controls helped a bundle, so it was great. But this looks good. I haven't seen this yet, but of course I've seen a lot of these games, and it's very exciting. We complained and complained years ago that the Amiga wasn't getting that Commodore 64 style new game action, and now we're getting tons of it, along with the old Ataris getting a lot of action too these days. Oh so yeah. we're happy boys. That's a very happy time to be into the Amiga. Absolutely. Now, speaking of happy times, uh, Amiga Forever, just this past week, has released a brand new edition. Amiga Forever 10, Aaron, 10. Um, our buddy Mike, I think they, the original pronunciation is Badaladalada. Oh, Mikey B. That's what Mikey we call B him. Has, uh, has released this over at Cloanto. Tons of new features in this. Uh, this, of course, uh, they have uh, improved, uh, there's improved uh, cop copy and paste features improved windows file explorer and search integration got direct support. support my god yeah, direct support for floppy floppy bridge compatible floppy drives yeah uh there's tons of new uh new things and of course a lot of little tweaks under the hood as it were aaron i know you're a big fan of the amiga forever are you looking forward to giving number 10 a spin you got that right listen uh, and we've mentioned this many times. Uh, Cloanto is a, a, a controversial outfit, okay? Mm -hmm. Because they're selling these, uh, they want to get two bucks out of these Kickstart ROMs. You know, it is what it is. I mean, I don't, yeah, and you can be mad at them for that. And also the stuff with the Amiga copyrights and logos, blah, blah, blah. Throw all that crap out. If you want a turnkey solution to play Amiga games, bam. This thing is solid gold. I've been using this thing since we got the very first copy when we first started the show. I'll use it almost, I'm not going to say every day, but almost every day. Because sometimes I'm working on shows and stuff. I don't want to go over here and fire up the monitor, get the, get everything ready on the real Amiga, or even fool with the mister. Because this thing's sitting right there. It's ready to go. And so often I'll just load it up and play stuff on it. And I have... I have gotten an, an immense amount of joy and pleasure from Amiga Forever. They their upgrades are legit upgrades because man, we we weren't real fond of the first edition. They had, a, I mean, we used it. But there was lots of I didn't like. Mm -hmm. And as the years have gone on, they've refined this thing and they keep doing stuff with it. I wouldn't have suspected you could even do. Uh, and so I'm a big fan, a big big fan of, of Amiga Forever. This is the thing you give to your friends that don't know how to use emulators or don't know how to do an Amiga or don't have an Amiga, but they want to try the games out. Give them this. It's cheap. I mean, you could get this thing for a song, and you just send it over, and this sets them up but good. And like I said, Cloanto has always been super nice to us. They've always given us review copies and stuff of this stuff. And yeah. uh, so we appreciate them as as people. And Mikey B, uh, who you actually interviewed, I believe, up out in Ireland a couple years mm -hmm. ago. Uh, you told me he's a real good guy. He's always been nice to us. So give these guys a whirl. Put the politics aside. If you're looking for something that you can just turn on and play, this is a solution for you. And I'm, that's, that's I'm not right. chilling, brother. I'm just saying it's the facts. It's worth noting that uh, C64 Forever has been re oh. uh, has been released simultaneously. The tenth yeah. version of that. Also so, great. Uh, I use the, yeah. I use both of those all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, Aaron. Uh, now we touched on this a second ago, but I did want to bring it more to the fore. Uh, Devil's Temple is fifty percent off. You can get this thing for only seven pounds, which for a fully featured, fully functioning game, that is a heck of a deal. Uh, this this sale is uh, being extended over Christmas, uh, and of course you can also pick up the box editions of all of McGeezer's games over at geezergames.co.uk. 
looks like uh, the um, you can get the uh, you can pre-order the box editions. They're going to run you about 50 pounds a piece, which seems to be about the going rate for boxed editions of Amiga games. Uh, they do also have DIY floppy editions. Um, this is a, I guess, where you are uh, you are basically uh, bringing your own floppy disk to the party. Uh, and uh, you get the box and you just supply your own floppy. So you can save a couple bucks doing it that way, too, if you want to go that way. Those are only about 40, 40 pounds. You know, first of all, I love this game. I played the demo the other night. I can't wait to play the full version. Uh, it's great. But uh, my, my son just rolled in here. Live live uh, notice here, Boat. A package, believe it or not, just arrived at my door, and it's there's so much ice that we can't open our screen door. So that's how bad it is. It's literally frozen shut. So I guess the oh package, my gosh. I'll have to after the show. I'll have to go get the butane torch to kind of get myself <laughs> out of here. That's some cold, but this looks great. McGeezer's all man uh, boat. Good stuff. I'm looking forward to uh, getting this. This looks great. Now, Aaron, this might be your news item of the week. Uh, everybody knows that the Pinball Dreams series was a huge hit on the Amiga. But of course, not all the games appeared on the Amiga. Pinball Dreams 2 was only released on uh, PCs. Until now, Aaron, until now, uh, there is uh, Tukanim is the developer who is currently working on a Blitz 2 port of Pinball Dreams 2. Hmm. This is uh, this was developed by Spidersoft instead of uh, 21st Century Entertainment, released in 94, towards the end of the Amiga's life. And so we ne we've never gotten this before. Did you ever play this one on PC, Aaron? Yes. And so and so this is... Uh, <clears throat> Spidersoft stinks, okay? Oh, They're no good. Okay. And okay. their pinball games are notorious for not being that good. Now, with all... Mm. And I did play this because I was like... Holy smokes, Pinball Dreams 2? How did we not get this on the PC? It's going to be all man. Uh, now, I, I will say it's been a dog's age since I played it. Okay? Uh, so these may be great. And I'm going to give the uh, the fellow credit for porting these over because why not? You know what I mean? More tables. Uh, and, and maybe they'll play better on the Amiga than they did on the PC. But uh, Spidersoft, they have a rep for dropping the ball, the pinball. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm hoping that these get a nice uh, lift. When they come across, hey, listen, uh, all power to the guy, uh, the fella doing this, because I know this probably is an easy job, but hey, I like having new pinball machines to play in the Amiga, so we'll just have to see how these come across, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron, our next story is kind of a, a nice thing as you're, as you're at home. Maybe you, get, you got some time off work and you're ready to uh, just kind of feel cozy and nostalgic about the past. You might want to bring up this article on Hackaday called A Love Letter to My Lost Amiga. This is by Jenny List. And it's just a uh, it's just a sort of meandering uh, journey through her past, talking about her history with the Amiga. And uh, I thought it was just a, a nice, well-written article, and it never hurts to get, uh, you know, the Amiga some, some, some press in a major site like Hackaday. Very good. I have not seen this yet. But listen, A Love Letter to the Amiga, I'm all for it. I'm looking over these the, the sub the, the subtitles here, uh, the the line the headers and yeah this I agree with a lot of what she's got going on here yeah this looks good Hackaday's I really enjoy the site actually do you go here very often yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I I like the site so yeah you're right that's a that's a uh, that's a good get good find boat on that I'll have to check that out and uh, our next story Aaron there's a uh, heavy games week. Yeah. Check this out. Uh, talking about you know PC ports that are being ported back to the Amiga, uh, everybody sort of realizes that Turrican Two on the Amiga kind of a dud, kind of a non-starter. Oh, no, that's Boat saying that. The not PC me. version was where it was at. If you compare the PC version with the Amiga version, uh, it's like a whole different game. And guess what? That whole different game is coming home to the Amiga, thanks to uh, a uh, you know this is one of these fan. Um, fan uh, ports. Uh, this thing is, uh, it features, uh, you can play this in both 50 or 60 hertz. Uh, it's got full use of the AGA enhanced color mode. So it sounds like somebody 25 years after the fact has finally learned how to use AGA in a gaming <laughs> I situation. Just, well, I was just waiting to see what you're going to say. Um, there's support for two button joysticks, CD32. There's a built-in trainer mode. I always appreciate those. Um, 
And uh, there are some things that are not present in the DOS version that are present in the Amiga version. For example, uh, the uh, parallax in some of the stages. So it's kind of taking the best features of both versions and combining it into one. The best thing about this is that it doesn't take a monster machine to run. All you need is an AGA Amiga with uh, two mega fast RAM. So not not crazy, not crazy. Or of course, you can run this on the good old A five hundred Mini. You know, I, uh, I played this on stream last night. On the oh, A5, what did you think, on, man? I played the demo, the unfinished mm -hmm. demo. I didn't get to play the full version, although I'm going to. Uh, the demo had some issues on the Mini, but uh, and I have played the PC versions. I've got the PC version of this. Uh, and the PC version is just, it's a more colorful, more polished version, uh, if you will. With the, Again, with some things missing. But uh, uh, this looks great. Now, I'm anxious to try the full, completed version. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Like you said, it doesn't require like an Ultra Amiga. So you should be good to go there. And, uh, uh, it, you know, Turrican, listen, it's Turrican. Enough said. You know, it's, it's a, people love it. Why not have the best conceivable version? And I believe this is this is a freebie, right? I mean, they're not a charger for this, are they? That's both? right. That's so, right. I mean, this is a this is a, a free download available over at itch.io. Yeah, that full it's uh it's Psionic Sloth Games. Yeah. That is a fantastic <laughs> I love that alliterative title there. And Sonic how, Sloth Games. How many games are you gonna port back from the PC to the Amiga? There's not too many. Like Syndicate would be a good one. There's a well, couple. Well, I think you know, you know, in any games, any games from that 93, 94 there's a, there's era. That sweet spot, yeah. Right. Right. Uh, and so, so but I mean, why not do it if we, if they could run you know, what the heck, you know? So yeah. I, I love it. Well well done, gentlemen. I I enjoyed that. Now, finally, Aaron, our last item of news this week oh, yeah. is uh, a video from Chris Edwards. You sent this in to me. I have not had a chance to watch this. Yet. You're going to have to sum it up for us, man. I demanded that this be added because, I, I, I boy, did I laugh heartily. Uh, Chris put a couple, he put a couple of uh, videos up this week. One where he was working on something for the Texas boys down there, uh, Pints and Amigas. But this is the one... That really got my attention because what he's got here, I believe he's got a, a, a 68060. These things are rare, and uh, the the uh, the pins have gotten mashed on it, Boat. Now, I've been in this exact position, and I was wondering what Chris would do. You know I, what I do? Throw it right away. Right in the trash. Yeah, but these things are rare. It's like throwing away a diamond with a little chink knocked out of the side. you got to keep that thing. Mm -hmm. But it, needs, it requires the delicate touch of a master or something else. So... <laughs> Again, pins, pins bent, and uh, what are you going to do? Well, he had another chip. He was going to, so his plan was, because this thing had a broken pin. That's when you're boned, okay? Mm. And this happened to me one time back in the day with an Athlon. And you can't just go out and chuck these things. They're expensive. So what he does, and I didn't do this, but I, I enjoyed watching him try to do it. He gets a torch. And he, he gets his old processor, and he lights this thing up. Trying, mm. What he's trying to do is melt the leg off of it so he can put it on the other on the other chip. All right. Oh, so you gotta you gotta take the leg off a processor. To, you can't just make your own. Well, leg. no, you can't. And eventually he gives up because mm. and I don't want to spoil the whole video. You need to watch this thing if you want to see. This is the mad scientist <laughs> that is dingbat best right here as he's putting a torch to this thing before he comes up with a less elegant but more elegant solution. And he ends up doing the, pretty much the same thing I did back in the day to get it to work. Uh, you know, some sketchy tech. Mm. This is gold. I, I can't tell you how much I cackled. Watch this because I was wondering what he was going to do. And, of course, like I said, Chris Edwards is like my... Uh, he, he must be part of the same sign when it comes to repair techniques because the stuff he does is as goofy and as nut jobby as the stuff I used to do. But he does have some nice extra goodies and equipments and cameras to make it work better. But I really enjoyed this one. I strongly uh, suggest checking this one out. Ham a 6860 and a propane torch. Check that out. Chris Edwards' channel. Top, top shelf boat. Hey, one thing I want to mention, too, while we're here, before we move on past the news, uh, is... Uh, Amy Jimmy, my good friend over at the uh, Mini Mega project, is now releasing version two of his Mini Mega software. This is the uh, downloadable image that you can put on your uh, A500 Mini. I did a stream on it last night. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but uh, uh, this is up. It's good to go. I've been working. I've been playing with the beta for a while. 
And this is finally the release version. And I'm telling you, it's I really have enjoyed it so far. Uh, if you go to a minimiga.com, you've got all the information there to join his Discord, get access to the download. Uh, he's got other flavors that's coming out, Boat, including one that I'm really looking forward to, which will be on the Mister. And that so is going to be a game changer. Yeah, he, I've already played the one he's got out in the USB, and it works great. But unfortunately, on a modern board, it with all the extra UEFI or whatever the crap it is that Windows puts in, you can't Hate boot that. off of it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, he's also got a Raspberry Pi version he's working on, so there are a bunch of flavors. But if you've got an A500 like I do, and I just hooked up our good buddy Eric Nelson over at Pixel Gaten too. I got him involved in it. He's already he's got the thing up and loaded. He got his A500 Mini, and already, just the first thing he did was put it on there. Because you're nuts if you don't. It makes your A500 Mini about a million times better. So I wanted to give him a shout-out. That's uh, AmigaMini.com. Go check him out. Sign up. Throw a couple bucks his way, too, while you're at it, because he's doing good work over there, Boat. What are the chances we're going to see an Atomic Pie version they're of not, this thing? They're not... They're not... <laughs> You You're not waving the flag anymore? Listen, the Atomic Pie is, is safely and securely and warmly tucked into my uh, cocoa case over here behind me. And the second I need it, I'll spring that sucker in action. You know, <laughs> maybe one of these days I'll just send the cocoa case up to Frank and just say, put something in this, and I'll take the Atomic Pie and do something else with it. All right. Well, it's talking about Frank, Aaron. It's time to talk about RetroRewind.ca, and they have a special announcement this week. Uh, Retro Rewind has opened their own Mastodon site. Are you down with the Don, Aaron? I, I'm not. I, I, in all honesty, as you know, Boat, I'm not what I would call a uh, big t player on Twitter. You know what I mean? You just you you sort of become one though in these past well, six months. No, I I'm see your tweeting on there. I'm trying to do better. Yeah, the second I start getting involved, it, everyone goes bananas. And so a lot of people are heading over to the old Don, the Mastodon. Now, I am mm -hmm. not headed over there because I just don't, ca I don't care that much, if I'm honest. I'm lazy. But yeah. I've seen a lot of people heading over there, and Frank uh, uh, jumped on it and got over there. So he's got a Don account. If you go to HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash retro rewind dot social forward slash explore, uh, that will get you set up on uh, Retro Rewind's uh, Mastodon account. Uh, and, of course, you can always go to RetroRewind.ca, his website, to take care of all your business boats. What can they do over at Retro Rewind, Boatster? Everything from uh, flashcards to diagnostic ROMs to cap kits, as well as a full suite of uh, hardware repair services. If you have a machine that is not acting right and you don't feel confident with your skills, uh, or if you did feel confident with your skills and you made it worse, then you can send it on over to Frank and he will take care of it for you and he will make it good as new or die trying. Well, maybe he'll just maybe he'll just uh make it good as new. Yeah. Frank so, we, we saw Frank over at the Boat Fest last year uh with Jason Warren's his uh, partner crime and they went to work, brother, fixing stuff right before our very eyes. They had work morning, noon, and night. They never stopped because people came to Boat Fest to see Boat, of course. But they also came to drop their stuff off at Frank because yeah. they knew that their stuff was going to come out of there in a sparkling, fresh way, Boat. That's why I came. That's the only so. reason. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, load up your cart full of goodies. Use the promo code AMIGOS10 when you check out and save yourself 10% off the already low, low prices. We thank Retro Rewind for being a uh, supporter of the Commodore scene, and we appreciate them for being a sponsor of Amigos. Right on, right on, brother. You ready to tackle Christmas lemmings, Aaron? Oh, man. You got to tell me which one to tackle, dude. Let's go for it. <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Christmas lemmings. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, wait a minute. Uh, it seems like you guys may touched on Christmas lemmings at some point in the past. We had a tiny, brief touch on Christmas lights, but this time, we dedicated ourselves to, to running through the whole valley a lot of these suckers. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you the full scoop uh, on uh, the whole run, because there were more than one of these boats. There were a lot more than one, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about these in, in, in some sort of order. Now, to, I'm not going to go deeply into what Lemmings is, but we will touch on it briefly. Lemmings, the brilliant, uh, I guess, puzzle game from the fellows over at DMA Design, published by Psygnosis on the Amiga, ported to the world 
in every conceivable way, Boat. It made it to every system that you could think of, all the way over to the Mac and all the uh, even console ports, the whole nine yards, the whole premise of the game. You've got to get these little idiots from the entrance to the exit without getting them killed, squashed, set on fire, falling to their death, uh, laid on spikes, electricity, water, a million different ways to kill these little guys. It's your job to guide them safely to the exit. That's always been the premise of these games. And Holiday Lemmings uh, and Xmas Lemmings don't change the formula too much, do they, Boaster? No, not at all. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Xmas Lemmings first. Uh, Xmas Lemmings uh, came out in 91. Now, this is a cover disc game. You'll notice that these... This is what I like to say... Uh, uh, this is what you like to call having success to breed more success. Because these were literally on cover discs. Uh, the first one here. Uh, of course, it was made by the same people that did Lemmings. And this was a basically a demo for Oh No More Lemmings that had two unique levels and then two levels from Oh No More Lemmings. And it also had Christmas music. Uh, the Lemmings had little Santa outfits. There were like uh, Christmas trees and snowmen. All sorts of stuff in here that made them more Christmassy. And your job was to uh, guide the Lemmings from the entrance to the exit. Just like it always is. This was the first one I played this week. I played this on stream last night, Boat, and I was just killing it, brother. Uh, because because uh, Xmas Lemmings, the first Xmas Lemmings, I would say, was uh, double easy. What do you think? Uh, no, I, I actually I, I thought that the first I thought that the the ninety one edition was pretty tough. Really, I thought I it was as easy as pie oh. compared to the ninety three and ninety fours. I was like, man, this is this is way way easier than I thought it would be. I enjoyed it. You know, I've always liked Lemmings. Uh, what did you think about the arrangement here? Now, again, a lot of the stuff is going to apply to all these lemmings, but what did you think about the uh, theming, the music, all that jive, Boat? Well, this is this shows you the power, the unrealized power of video games early on, even from this stage, um, that you can take a game like Lemmings and you can really reskin it with an almost infinite amount of ideas and have just as much fun, or possibly even more fun. Um, you know, what have they done here? Well, they've changed the color of the uh, the lemmings, uh, their their outfits. Uh, they've they've made the uh, environments festive. Everything is is snowy. There are Christmas lights hanging up everywhere. Uh, the the lemmings instead of escaping into like a uh, like a pyramid type shape, they're escaping into what appears to be a holiday themed coconut. Um, uh, with uh, with some candles that are burning and some some mistletoe on the top. It's a uh, again very festive. To me, I would almost rather play Christmas Lemmings because I think it's it's more interesting to look at, and it makes me wonder why they didn't continue this theming. Uh, you know, well, first of all, I know why they didn't because they were eager. This was a way for them to cash in one more time on sort of the original Lemmings format because the Lemmings games going forward, uh, even when this, when this game, you know, in, in 93 and 94, they were moving out of your traditional uh, Lemmings and done in this art style. And they, they were, they were making different sorts of Lemmings games. So this was a way for them to sort of get one more paycheck out of the original Lemmings format. But um, if I were DMA design, I would have hawked this format to the cows come home, and I would have I would have called up the the people over at Quavers and said, "Hey, Quavers. why don't we make your Fourth of July Quavers Explosion Edition of Lemmings? You know, BMW make a special car edition. Of, like you could really, you can literally retheme Lemmings to whatever you want, and will still be as long as you're making new fun levels. Yeah, then you. I mean, this is like an these aren't even that new. Part. There's only a couple of new ones, so right? You know. Right. Right. So, I mean, of course, it was a different time. It was a time before corporate tie-ins were the norm yeah. with video games. But this was a real missed opportunity for Psygnosis and DMA Design. Of course, DMA Design, uh, they, 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 they definitely had some blockbusters in their future. But uh, this is a, um, you know, if I were in charge, I would have milked this bad boy for all I could get. They sort of milked it a little bit. You're right now. Not, it's not, not as bad as worms, you know. Oh, no. But the thing is, you know, you're right, oh boy, uh, you're dead on there. I hadn't thought about it, but can you imagine Lemmings getting released in the time of, like, modern cell phones? Because if you look at all the crap they released for those that are just the same thing over and over, mm -hmm. they could be 
and I'm sure they're slimming on modern phones, but I'm saying they could have uh, uh, something that was new like this. They could have three built words, three words, Star Wars lemmings. Yeah, they Star- could have done it. You know, <laughs> there you go. They're Ewoks or something. They're, yeah, they're, they're exactly. Jawas. Exactly. Think around. about think about Angry Birds. Angry Birds is yeah. the perfect sort of analog to this. What can be done with just a puzzle game with ultimate theming? I will say I've got Star Wars Angry Birds on my phone. So there, there you, go. you go. There you go. And I don't play nothing. So yeah, ninety one. Like I said, I thought this was a pretty good, uh, pretty good effort here. Now I want to move on to ninety two. Of course, these obviously came out in the years that I'm I'm talking about here. Uh, ninety two. The exact. This is another cover disc demo. Uh, again, this one had this one had four levels that were that were made for the demo. It's the exact same thing. There's you get Jingle Bells boat. You get the Santa outfits. Uh, again, this one. This one had a, a, a pretty easy first level, and then the second level I thought was pretty darn tough, if I'm honest. I really think that when they design these games, they design them, you know, when you when you commercially release a game uh, like Lemmings, the first one you make, you have to make the first levels just drop dead easy because you're trying to introduce the uh, the players to the mechanics. I think they thought that if you're buying Holiday Lemmings, you already know what's going on. You don't need to have your hand held. That said, I found the levels to the levels to be annoying, even the easy ones, because you have to save 100% of the Lemmings. And I always hate levels where you can't make any mistakes because a lot of the time, the mistakes that you make are not related to you not knowing how to solve the puzzle. They come down to just like accidentally forgetting or not clicking on one of the millions of Lemmings that you have to click on to get them all safe. Yeah. Uh, of course, again, this is a you can't complain too much about these. They're, they were they were with the magazine these right. first two, uh, and I thought the levels were okay. I thought that gets the uh, uh, it gets a little more egregious with the other ones. You're right though, the ones where you have to save a hundred percent because it, for me, getting making a path from the entrance to the exit that's the fun of it. Having to save a hundred percent, of course, that's more of this strategy involved, but it's also it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. You end up having to play the level over and over because some idiot lemming, you couldn't stop him or you had to use a stopper and you needed to figure out how to do it without a stopper. You know, that kind of stuff. But I mean, that's that's the game. That's the game. You know, so that's you can't right. complain too much, uh, but it uh, that draws uh, draws on me a little What bit. do you think about the decision to not include the Christmas music on the other lemmings games or on the, on the later holiday lemmings games? I'll be honest with you, I didn't even, I didn't even notice it. But I mean, at the first couple i thought the music was really good mm-hmm. you know to me uh, it's like why are you why are you shooting yourself in the foot you got to keep that theme going so so but this one again uh being a demo you can't there's not a whole lot to say about it, it was a good game mm-hmm. uh for especially you know get four levels for free so then, now, let me ask you a question yeah. what do you think it is in particular about lemmings that makes it a good puzzle game well i mean you've got to look back what to when this came out okay uh, I, I had never played a game like it. Now, that's not to say that something else out there wasn't similar, but I'd never played anything like it. They, It was the perfect melding of cute characters and sp- special effects sounds. They got all that part down. They did all the secondary stuff. And then they paired that with a game that's a puzzly game, but it's not a boring puzzle game where you're looking at a series of squares or your triangles or you're trying to rotate stuff. This is an action puzzle game. You've got to get in the mix. There's hand-eye coordination. You've got to be in there, and you've got to be active. Uh, and, and so it's almost like you're a you're the hand of God, and you're guiding these little creatures to keep them from killing themselves because they're such morons. And all that stuff adds up. Then the, the levels were often very clever. Now, not every level for this game was perfect, but a lot of them were. And But the game, I thought, especially the original game, it had a pretty good learning curve. That goes a long way. Now, there are parts of the game that didn't age well, if I'm honest. They probably never were never good. I noticed, especially, this is another thing I don't like about the 100% levels. You have to set around. When you figure it out, you've just got to set around while these meandering idiots get to the exits. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That, yeah, there's no way to speed up time, there, at least that I can find. You can speed up the drop of the lemmings. Right, you can no speed one, up the drop, but not right. the speed of the lemmings you know, walking. And so, then, so there's a lot of setting around. Uh, if you forget how many you have to save when you finish the level and you're like one off, that's brutal. I wish it would just say on the screen how many you had to save. It tells you the percentage you've got, but that doesn't tell you how many. Uh, but I mean, in terms of why of the mass appeal of the game, 
you know, even the cute little opening they made for the first one, it was real sweet. You know, the little Lemmy's climbing up the uh, the logo. Everything about it was just polished. DMA knew what they were doing. They knew how to use the hardware. Plus, and this is key, I think, Boat, this wasn't a difficult game to port. I mean, let's face facts. It's not like you're porting some kind of 3D engine here. Uh, this is a pretty basic game. It's not going to require a lot of effort to, to port these. Not to downplay it, but I mean, because the ports were good. Low but, energy. You heard it here first. DMA to listen, giant, low listen, energy. DMA, of course, we know they went on the huge stage, but they, I, I'm just saying, I think what you've got here is a, a game that's got a lot of universal appeal because of the of the fact that everyone likes cute little guys Everyone wants to save the cute little guy. But then again, occasionally you want to blow them all up, which was a brilliant addition. Plus, it's handy. You know, so I, I, I think there are, there's a lot of reasons why it got over, but the cuteness and the novelty of it, I think, was a big chunk of the reason. Would you say you agree with that? I agree with everything that you said, but I want to add a couple things. Yeah. Uh, the first thing is that there had never been a game where there were this many moving characters on the screen that you had control over. Uh, just the mm. fact that you could throw a hundred lemmings on the screen and you see them all moving at once without any slowdown. I mean, now, was this technically impressive? Maybe not. But uh, for people that didn't know any better, it was because you just never saw that in games. You never saw a hundred little guys moving around on the screen before. Yeah. So that was cool. The second thing is the amount of. Uh, the amount of character, the amount of charisma that they put into these little characters' animations. I mean, I think the Lemming sprites are something like, you know, eight by eight or something like that. They're incredibly, incredibly tiny, obviously. But each each job that the Lemmings have, they are so... Uh, the, the animation is just so cute and so clever uh, that, you know, it never really gets old. You know, you can sit there and stare at them, You especially like the diggers or the guys that are kind of like mauling through the, 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 the backgrounds and things. I just, even to this day, I still look at that and I think, boy, what skill in animation be able to animate something that small and still be able to mirror the action so well, don't you think? Yeah, it's these are pixel artists at their finest. There are, you know, Amiga had a good had good luck with these tiny characters. The Sensible Soccer games were great at that. The Cannon Fodder uh, game was great at that. Even something like Walker, where the little guys are running around, you had to shoot them. I mean, so they they there's a precedent for those sorts of characters on the Amiga. Uh, but the Lemmings, I mean, you've got to think they do so much stuff, and in the later games where they do a ton of different stuff, you could have had little animations for all those little actions, and they've all got to be easily observable to know exactly what's going on at the exact second you look at them so it's a this was probably the number one little little guy game of all times in terms of the things you had to do with the little guys but yes i think i think you're dead on it was a uh just a, it's a brilliant game all around every every part of it from design to graphics sound they implemented it all perfectly now they uh they did eventually much like worms you mentioned worms earlier there's always a tipping point uh, and it's funny, Lemmings and Worms both had the same sort of tipping point as they went on in like the PlayStation and the PC when they tried to enter the realm of 3D. And I would say with not good success because the, th the early 3D Lemmings and the 3D Worms games were all horrible. It's, mm -hmm. It was the solution to the equation that no one asked to be solved. Uh, these were horrible, horrible. I mean, they tried, but it's just it's a bad idea. You can't take everything into 3D. But these early ones, they, they were in the zone for sure. Um... Let's talk about the commercial releases, uh, Holiday Lemmings. Uh, they, they had one in 93 and one in 94. I'm going to kind of group them together. You know, by the way, Boat, uh, the, uh, the commercial releases weren't on the Amiga, but they were on the Mac and DOS, if you can believe that. So we didn't even get a copy of these, but we're just going to talk about it real quick. Um, it's neat that the Mac got it on the action. Of course, the Mac could easily pull this stuff off. And I think the Mac audience is probably, I mean, at this point, they were probably making them for everything, I guess, at, the, at that point. But the good thing, if you're going to get one of these two packages, you're, you're going to want to get the 94 edition. Because it's got all the levels from the 93 edition in it and all the Christmas levels from the previous edition. So it's the one to get. Mm -hmm. uh, I did try them both uh, 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 just for fun. They play okay, you know, uh, uh, just like you would expect. As long as you have a PC or a Mac, we're not going to delve into them too too uh, deeply. But still, a, a lot of fun. 
uh, you know, they had to make a few bucks on these things, and uh, eventually they turned them into some cash. Now, Holiday Lemmings, I don't, they, they, there was a, there's a rare Amiga release of the, of the Holiday Lemmings uh, 93. Uh, I did you ever did you know anyone that actually owned this? I mean, if, I, I think this was a pretty. Did rare I know anyone one. that actually owned it? I mean, have Amiga. you ever? Yeah, no, no, the uh, '93 version. Have you seen? I have. I couldn't even find anybody talking about owners, but I think it was released. But I have no See, way. Yeah, you sure. know, I watched the LGR, um, the LGR retrospective on on Christmas Lemmings, where yeah. he it's mostly centered on the the PC version, and I knew that there was a commercial release of the PC version, but I've never heard of the Amiga version being around. But not, not to say it can't exist. As far as I can tell, because they're listed on uh, on Lemon and on uh, Hall of Lights, they did have ninety three, ninety four ported over. So, but I, I mean, I, they must have been in pretty small numbers because I have, mm-hmm. I couldn't find it on eBay or anything either. So, uh, but uh, again, these are the ones to get. They've got all the levels, and of course, they're uh, they're easily uh, accessible, especially if the DOS person. I've got it for the uh, for my uh, big DOS setup here. Lemmings is lemmings. At the end of the day, these are just more levels. Uh, I think the level, you know, one thing that I did have trouble with on some of the earlier games that I think they addressed in the later games. I was going to ask you about this. Now think about it. I had trouble uh, centering my crosshairs and clicking on a lemming and getting it to activate every time. Well, that's what I mean. That's that's the most annoying part of the levels where you have to save a hundred percent of the lemmings. Because it, it, sometimes you click on a guy and it just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. And uh, and and that's annoying because that's an instant restart. Yeah. And, and by God, I hit that explosion button about a million times. Uh, over yeah. The, over yeah. And thing. it's still like when you hit the explosion button and there's a million lemmings walking in a row and you see that confetti, confetti of lemming guts. Uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful <laughs> thing. Do you do you feel bad for the lemmings when that happens? No, you know it's a. I feel like they're immediately reborn into the into into their next life on the on the on the next level. Did we get any uh, a review action on this thing, Boat? Oh yeah, yeah. This is a popular game. Uh, we're gonna go first to uh the one, the only bumface poo hands, and he says the tradition of the Christmas themed demo disc is something la- sadly lost to time. My starting point for the Amiga was 1993, and I'll never forget one of the first experiences was loading up cannon soccer and shooting some little guys on a snowy football pitch. I'm sure if I'd been around for the 91 Christmas Lemmings demo disc, then it would fill me with the same nostalgia. Taking the undisputed classic that is Lemmings and adding red hats to the green-haired rodents, what more could you want? Does it add up much to the original formula? No. Does it do a good job of invoking the holiday spirit? Yes especially if you find the festive season frustrating as Christmas Lemmings ramps up the difficulty from the get-go. Following on from the two Christmas-themed demo discs, there were eventually two full releases titled Holiday Lemmings in 93 and 94. If you have to pick one, then go for the 94 release, as that includes some easier levels, although the classic Christmas tunes seem to have been lost along the way, which may or may not be a blessing depending on how long you can stand listening to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. A long time. I like those, actually. Yeah, me too. If you're playing a Christmas game, play some Christmas music. Um, It's freaking better than Bomb the Bass, I'll tell you that. Oh, come on now. Um, Pajaco6502 writes, This is Lemmings turned up to 11, not in terms of quality, but in terms of difficulty. In Christmas Lemmings 91, it starts off tough. The first level will have you taking a few tries to nail it. Level 2 is tough, but you'll get through. Level 3 is just insane and requires surgical precision and military timing to get through in time. In 92, the action starts off easy, and once it lulls you into a false sense of security, it kicks you in the pants and leaves you crying on the floor. (laughs) But in all fairness, it's free lemmings on the cover of a magazine. And for you millennials out there, this is how we got our free stuff back in the day, not taking selfies and threatening to leave a bad review. All in all, you get a really good run for your money, and although four levels may not seem like much, those levels will keep you busy until you slip into a sugar-induced coma from all the Christmas food. The original Lemmings is still a fun game in any form, 8 out of 10. Very good, very good. Um, Just to to tidy up, uh, Lemmings uh, 94, which I can't can't find any box copies of anywhere someone's i mean you can get it for the amiga it's got a rating of 8.24 on lemming or on a lemming on lemon listen to him <laughs> uh so if you get one that's the one to get uh, again 
if you if anyone out there actually owns a boss copy of this, touch up with me because I'd like to confirm that well, there was one released and not just something that just dispatched into the ether boat. But overall, yeah. I will say when we decided what to play this week, uh, I wasn't you know Lemmings is one of those games you just it gets beat to death. I mean I've played it a bunch of times. I wasn't exactly licking my chops, but I'm gonna tell you. After loading it up, I actually sort of enjoyed myself. <laughs> I can't <laughs> deny it. Uh, it was a lot of fun. You know, I liked it. It was fun to actually beat the four levels. I felt like I'd accomplish something minor, uh, mm-hmm. if, if anything, and then go on to try the other ones. I, and a couple of these I just never tried. If I'm, like I said, I didn't know a couple of these even were released on the Amiga. So the fact that they, that they exist in some capacity was at least a lot of fun. But yeah, if you, uh, uh, you've got a few days before Christmas, get this out. Fire up some lemmings, listen to some nice Christmas tunes and some of the early ones. Have a good time. All right, Aaron. Well, let's leave Christmas lemmings and move on to more festive stuff. Our, this week's community updates on the YouTube channel. Right on, brother. So, just a couple things to go over this week, Boat, and I'll let you handle the first one. Uh, me and you took a look at the newest Nick Marente's offering. It's Jumpin' Joey. Yeah, so uh, this is a game for the Tandy Color Computer. Uh, it will run on any Tandy Color computer. It is a uh, homage to the classic game Frogger with a with a twist. There are three different levels. Uh, you're going through a city street, a uh, cattle stockyard, and of course the infamous uh, river with the uh, with the logs floating around. Uh, if you are a fan of Frogger at all and uh, have access to a Coco or an emulator. Uh, I suggest you uh, check this game out, Jumping Joey, uh, just the latest in a long line of Nick Marenta's uh, games that are really, really fun. So uh, we, I enjoyed this episode of The Coco Show. Uh, of course, anything in semi-graphics mood, I love. I love the big, chunky 2600-style graphics. Yeah, this had a real uh, Atari 2600 vibe to it, Bo, which I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And Nick, always, hey, listen, Nick does quality work. And I will say, when I saw this, I'm like, man, this looks low-res, brother. But it actually, man... You know, gameplay is king, and it plays great, and the graphics he used look nice uh, the way he's got them done. So I was I was pleasantly surprised, if I'm honest, Boat. Yeah. Um, one more offering to talk about on our main channel this week, and myself and that pesky the Brent got together this week <laughs> uh, for some uh, ARG action, and we took on the very holiday-themed and festive uh, bad arcade ports. I don't. We didn't think that far ahead, if I'm honest. Uh, but uh, we tried to pick a couple bad arcade ports, and I'm not. I don't want to spoil the show, but you could judge our success on how bad they were. I know you were. You played them, boat. So I know what yeah. you thought about them. Uh, we looked at Pingo on the Atari 2600. That was picked by me, and my brother picked uh, 720, 720 degrees on the NES, the arcade port of that. So a couple arcade ports that were supposed to stink. Listen, everything I'd heard, they were not that good. Uh, but again, you can be the judge. We had a good time, uh, Boat, uh, playing games. That was actually a lot of fun. And, and then it's funny, right after this show, Brent got sick. So he's been I out think of that it for you, a couple This days. should be the theme of every ARG Presents going forward, where you're just like, blah, 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 question mark. And well, then it doesn't matter if what you pick is related or not. Like, Genesis game. Super Mario? Well, it turns out it's not, well, <laughs> but I wanted to play it, listen, so here we go. Listen, we try to stay on target, and and this is the problem with, the show, with an episode like this. I wanted to play something new, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, I could have said, like, hey, I'm going to play OutRun for the Amiga. We all know that stinks, but I thought I'm going to try to play something I haven't played before. I didn't judge for myself. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think it's great. But we had, Plus, we had I played a, both these games so I could easily review them. So You liked Pingo, didn't you? I did. I yeah. thought it was is an Atari twenty six hundred port. I thought it was among the best. Yeah, and it's seven twenty is a game polarizing game. Yeah, uh, but uh, either like it or you hate it. But the NES version, I thought, did a good job of uh, you know bringing it home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's all we did on the main channel. Now we had a few offerings on our Amigos stream team channel stuff that was uh, streamed. You know, I'm breaking out uh, the Thanks for Giving 2001 shows that I never released, both which was the over over half of the of the Amiga th- or of the uh, Thanks for Giving marathon. And this is the f- part four Thanks for Giving marathon where we look at the NES and the Neo Geo. We had a good time that year playing these. I, I was uh, uh, I always enjoy playing Neo Geo. There's so many good games for it. Although we didn't pick them. Uh, but there are good games for it. It's funny because do you remember when me didn't me and you cover Neo Geo on ARG way way back? Wasn't oh, that yeah, one of the ones way, we way did? Back. Do you remember what we did? 
Nope. I don't either. And I remember you came up with a clever title for the games back the shows back in those days too, which I always thought was neat. You were you're a you're a true artiste, Bo. Well, that was why that. I stopped doing ARG presents because I spent I spent longer coming up with the clever title than I did playing the game. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Uh, one last uh, uh, item to talk about, and I actually was I was watching this before the show because I didn't get I wasn't around to see the actual live show, but this is our uh, good buddy, the Flaxster, Jack Flack. And he comes out to play a little. He's gonna do a little snowboarding, brother. He play. He goes through the cool, the cool borders games. You ever play those on the old PlayStation back in the day, boat? No, I always played. What was the other the other S- snowboarding S- games? SSX. That that was. Those were the ones that I played. Yeah. Well, I think he mentioned he was gonna play SSX Tricky, but something he couldn't find something on his. Oh, he couldn't find his GameCube controller, so he went with the old cool borders. I played a couple of these cool borders games. They're okay, you know. I guess if you're really good at these sorts of games, they're a lot of fun. And if you're really bad at them, you want to kill yourself. Because, I mean, I, I remember doing exactly what Flack does in the video for a lot of times. Tumbling to my death, falling off cliffs, throwing stuff. Uh, but this is a good time. You know, uh, I just want to do a little bit of real-time follow-up. I We did not. Uh, the last Neo Geo episode on ARG was, uh, or the first one was actually Volume 20. Which was soon after uh, the Brent took over. Oh, really? Still a very, very early episode. You remember what we played on there? Did you yes, have to see that? League bowling and viewpoint. Oh yes, yes. How did we? It's amazing that we didn't get around to doing that one, Bowden, in those early days. But I can't remember. We were we were also reco- randomly picking, weren't we, back in the day? Uh, well, what your 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 original idea for the show, much like this week in retro, ARG presents has turned into something totally different <laughs> yeah. from its original uh, yeah. <laughs> its original idea. Uh, you were like, let's put a bunch of picks in envelopes months in advance, and then we'll unveil the envelope picks at the end of the show. You know, that was a great idea for the for one second. <laughs> until, and I realized it pretty early on because, I mean, it was so convoluted. I'm glad yeah. we dumped all that. and just, It's much better. ARG Presents is a much better show. Well, yeah, so, it, it worked um, out good. That's all we got. Aaron, oh, I, well, before you go on, one more thing I want to mention. I did a stream last night. It's going to be coming out tomorrow. So I want to mention this. It's sort of Christmas-based. I played. I did a. Uh, I kicked the tires on the old A five hundred. It'll be up on the stream team uh, uh, channel tomorrow on Christmas Christmas Eve uh, uh, for your viewing pleasure, Boat. All right. So, Aaron, what do we got coming up next week? Let's check it out, shall we? Bam! New Year's Eve celebration, Boat. Hopefully, we can get together for this one. Yeah, hopefully the weather will cooperate. Now, before we take this thing to the house here, I do have, you know, I put out a, a, I issued a challenge on Twitter, believe it or not, yes, I use Twitter, and in our Discord to give me your, what you're going to leave for Santa to eat uh, on Christmas Eve, and what the little letter you write Santa there beside the your food will say. And I actually got some responses, Boat. I got more than that original Christmas question I asked all those years ago that we got like no remember that the, the audience participation of death. But always, I, always a bad idea. I always I keep going back to it, but we actually got some responses. I'm going to go through these real quick. I picked out the the best ones. Chris Folds chimed in. My old buddy Chris Folds. He says the snack I'm leaving for good old Santa is a big ribeye steak. Cooked with plenty of butter. That's a good. That's a darn mm, good snack. Yeah. The note would say, "I've not been good. I've not been bad. I've been indifferent, but I got you a steak. So can I finally get me a camper van?" So he's bribing Santa. Very good folds. <laughs> uh, our buddy Adam over to uh, Computer Chronicles and the Fine and Tandy podcast simply chimed in, Santa. I've got this rash and it burns when I pee. Is that the Christmas spirit? Very mm. good. That's very very good, Adam. Uh, Ryan uh, uh, Cease uh, writes, he would leave white fudge Oreos. Those are good eating, Boat. Uh, And his note says, here's a little something so that all of our stockings are filled and tree lined with presents along with good cheer for all. Now, see, that's that's a traditional message, Boat. Yes. Um, Our good buddy Petzl here chimed in, just under the wire, Boat. Uh, He says, Santa's snack would be a nice slice of raspberry pie. You see what he did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, his note would say, Dear Santa, I've been a good boy this year. I've not talked politics on the Amigos Discord server. 
I seeded the Pymega torrent over 100 gigabytes. I even took my wife on a vacation. Yeah, she thought we were going on a cruise called Boat Fest, but it's not my fault. She didn't question <laughs> why we were boarding a ship in the hills of West Virginia. Santa, please bring me my childhood. Bring me the feeling that the future was unlimited and that happiness was just around the corner. Can you put my naivete in a box so I can take it out and wrap it myself? Uh, wrap myself in it when reality gets to be too much. Please put my innocence in a stocking by the fire so that it, does, so that it doesn't grow cold. Your good boy, Christopher. That is, that's a touching sentiment there, Bo. It is. I, I can, love it. I can tell I it you were moved. And lastly here, from our good buddy, Barkbit, uh, musician extraordinaire, does a lot of the music for us. Barkbit writes, Hey, for old St. Nick, I'll be putting out a brandy butter mince pie. What's a mince pie? What is in that again, Boat? Mince pie is actually like uh, it's it's like a fig Newton, a British fig Newton. Would you eat a brandy butter mince pie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you had me at brandy and butter. <laughs> and Barkbit writes, so this is beautiful here. Silent night, holy night, looking for you to start up a fight. No, what I am saying, tis ain't the season. Just settle down, children, and listen to reason. Wow. Be kind to each other and play a good game. And Santa, leave no top banana. That's lame. <laughs> that's freaking yeets, man. That is that's beautiful. great. Thanks, everybody, for participating in that. I think that's that's some good stuff there, Bo. It gets me right in the mood, my friend. It is. It is. All right, guys. Well, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, we hope you have a very Merry Christmas and uh, we leave you with the haunting love theme of the uh, from Christmas Lemmings. As always, if you'd like to be included and if you want to get access to our Discord as well as some other goodies, head on over to patreon.com slash Amigos Podcast. Or you can subscribe to our channel on twitch.tv slash Amigos Retro Gaming if you like watching us live on Friday evenings. Again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Merry holidays. Christmas. And we'll see you at the New Year's Spectacular. Adios. Adios.
have been together. If he'll be the internet allows the gamble trains coming over hill brow. So have yourselves a wacky little Christmas now. Hearing both singing Patreon songs, it goes on too long for sure. Aaron's face says it all for us. But we all should know the score Through the years we all have been together When the internet allows Boat and Aaron are taking their final bow